Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Chronic Relief. And today I have Doug Benson as my guest. Please Hello. welcome to the podcast. Thank you Thank for coming. You. And uh, we just got really high. I haven't even told Doug like anything about the podcast. And there's really nothing like to tell. It's just kind of like chill. I don't need to know anything. Yeah, you didn't advance. need to know anything. And um, we just dabbed. Yeah. With a puff co. Mm-hmm. And we dabbed it w- with one of these the other day at your show, which I, this is actually the first time I'm busting it out. Like I got sent, it got sent to me mm-hmm. and I haven't opened it until last night because I was waiting for the perfect moment. Oh, okay. And also you're waiting to know that there'll be somebody that knows how to operate it already. Well that, yeah. Cause I didn't like truthfully, <laughs> no, can I be honest? I had one and I knew how to operate it, but I hadn't used it in a long time. And it's like riding a bike, you know, you need you might need a second, but now I feel like I got it. I'm back on, back on with the dads. It's not like riding a riding yeah. a bike is is easy to you can just do that. You mean that like there could be new elements to this version <laughs> that you don't know about, right? Right? They don't add things to bikes that you got to get well, used to. <laughs> you know exactly. Like this, this is you're right. It's nothing like riding a bike, but I will say <laughs> I realized why I liked it because it makes dabbing, you know, kind of easy. I guess. Yeah. No, it's one of the better ones. Convenient. Yeah. The, like you could bring this anywhere. That thing is very uh, portable. And so, yeah, t- this what I felt was like the perfect. Not still portable enough. Because not- I, I, I wouldn't take it anywhere myself because I don't. But if I had a purse. Honestly. It would fit great in a purse, right? Or a suitcase. Yeah. If I, if I went places <laughs> with the suitcase. This is the perfect suitcase traveling. Uh, but yeah. of course two legal states and or I mean within the legal whatever. Um I brought several ways to get high today. Um what's your favorite way? This is like almost a child could play with this. Literally. <laughs> or or an animal, a small uh intelligent animal. Yeah, doesn't seem like it it could mess them up too much. No, and it's pink which is friendly. It's actually sunset. Um it's sunset colored. Which it's I like. beautiful and it's it's fun to touch. It's the more whole like thing art. is nice. It's really like art. Yeah, it really is an art piece that you happens to get you high. And I so today was honestly the perfect day, and we are dabbing. I whatever Frank, because Frank was the one who helped us. Let's be honest. Frank I'm Castillo. Not, Frank Castillo. And honestly, dabs are not. I have to be honest. I'm not a big dabber naturally, but I won't turn down dabs. Right. I did. That's a, a good way to live. I did a stand up show this weekend called the Gateway Show. Have you heard about it? where they get you high or you do oh. a 10 minute set sober and then you do a 10 minute set high. Yeah. I okay. heard about that. So, I was like, well, I, I'm going to show up high. So how does this, how it work for me? <laughs> I know that's the worst part is <laughs> Billy. Who's amazing. He's like, you got to be sober all day. And I'm like, you're asking a lot, for yeah, me. That's a lot. <laughs> but I did do it and I got, and it was in Denver and apparently because the altitude, oh, yeah. it hits you. And so for the first show we did in Colorado Springs where the altitudes, I guess, even higher than in Denver, um, they, some guys from the show brought a strain called bonkers and <laughs> I, 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 I dabbed like four times and I'm not a big dabber. Right. And if I do dab, I dab in privacy. Like I dab so I can have my panic attack privately. Yeah. (laughs) I got on stage (laughs) and I sat down on a stool, which I don't do. Like I don't sit down. I think it's like, unless you're famous, you shouldn't do that. It's like, it's like pretentious if you're a micer or whatever, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't care for anybody doing it, but I get what you're saying. You know, it's whatever. Some people are more, can get away with it more than others. Right. And so it's not me, but I was just, 
it hit me so hard and I was having like one of my heart was racing and I started to cry. Like I got so high (laughs) tears were coming down my face and I was like, this is why this shit should be legal. Like this is the point where maybe we shouldn't have this. It was so high. (laughs) Yeah. I always worry. I don't want to be a bad public example because sometimes I get like really uh, sneezy or, you know, or coughing a lot, you know, like, uh, it's um have you ever got too high which way do we want to smoke right now by the way oh i don't care um no i never gotten too high but i definitely um you know looked bad on camera yeah <laughs> i've done that before looked too. too fucked up yeah like there's this one video i did how to roll a joint and it was before i really like i kind of just rolled out of bed and shot the video uh-huh. and i look so high <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's, but it kind of fits the part, you know, it's the brand, I guess. But I really, sure. I don't want to, I don't want to perpetuate that image either, you right. know, which is what I really like about you and everything that you've done and that you've made is kind of changed the way that I think people think about the stoner. I'd like to think so. I mean, some people probably still think I'm just, uh, you know, silly high person, but, um, you know, I like to think that I, You've able to live my life and be high all the time and not bother anyone. Yeah, like a functioning. Except for jealous people. (laughs) I've been getting a lot of (laughs) flack on social media lately. I don't know if this has happened to you before, but like people have been tweeting me like weed isn't a personality. Mm -hmm. What do you say to that? I say, well, my personality is, you know, high all the time. (laughs) So (laughs) suck it. So live with it. But, you know, that's the thing is I I feel like I don't feel like I'm a weed comic. I feel like I'm a comic who's high, you know, like I don't don't go out on stage to talk about weed the whole time. Yeah. You know, it comes up, obviously. Yeah. Like, that's the thing about you is weed is like an I feel like just like an extension of you. Like you love movies. You know, you there are so many things that there's so many other things to you. That's just weed. And like, I agree. Like, I don't like necessarily like it when people call me a weed comic because I really only have two jokes or three jokes about weed if you really listen to my stuff I do tweet about weed and I have like a Mm -hmm. weed page and stuff but also it's like um you know it sets up your character you know that the audience knows that you like weed like it says a lot about a person I think so so it's and it also just I, I like to think everybody can relax a, r- a little bit around somebody who's high, you know, and just have some laughs and not, uh, yeah, not stress out too much. It's much better than drinking, I think, for me. Like, I don't know. I think it's better for everyone. I mean, yeah, there's people that weed is not for them, but it's more like they, I think mostly that they choose for it to not be for them. Yeah. You know? So, like, I think I read you started smoking when you were 19, mm-hmm. when you were. Tried it around that time. Tried it in high school uh, with some neighborhood hippie kids <laughs> <laughs> who I, you know, barely talked to. But one night they were just like, hey, you want to come get high with us? And I was like, yeah, sure. And, uh, you know, didn't didn't go, didn't work for me, you know. Yeah. And um, so I just thought, didn't think much of it. And I fell in with a crowd. And when I was in junior college, it was all... Uh, it was all about the alcohol all the time. Did you have a drink of choice? 
Yeah, it was disgusting. I would I would drink uh, Tom Collins. What's in a Tom Collins again? It's just some sort of mix and vodka, I think. That was your and drink it's of got choice? kind of a lemony oh. thing, I think. Yeah, it was just a drink that, you know how when you first start drinking in, oh, it's. Uh, it's about that time. 19 minutes after the hour. It's about that time. But we're already smoking. Oh, no. Did we light something else up? <laughs> You get the Puffco going again? Yeah, yeah, again? I got this. Dude, I'm four, like, Frank. Four, 420 dab. I'm like, Frank, Puffco. yeah. Yes, we're doing it. Do we want to do extreme punch? That sounds um, scary, but delightful. <laughs> extreme punch. It's um, not just regular punch. So, yeah, so I just, uh, it took stand-up comedy for me to fall back into uh, uh, the habit that is, or even to get started smoking regularly. And I did that thing for, I was like a mooch for years. I only smoked when it was around. I had friends like that. You know, which is kind of like how I am about dabs now. It's like, if they're around, yeah, I'm in, you know, but I just don't What's own, your preferred own a method? dab machine or anything. Bowls? Yeah, well, I, I have bowls and, and uh, bongs, you know, like, I, I just like, I just like big hits, you know, it's. Uh, joints are just like cute to me now because if I'm just standing around out in the street smoking a joint, it's oh, that, shoot. that's, that's you know, said. it's oh. only going to get me so high. I have to clean it, remember? Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, see, here's the thing I'm remembering directions from like 10 minutes ago, and I feel like okay, I got this. You don't have to put anything on the Q tip, you just stick it in there. I don't think so. That's interesting you mentioned this because, like, you know, we got a guy that sets, you know, Taylor Rizzo does the dabs for me on uh, getting dug with high. And uh, he really does everything. And I don't pay much attention to what he's doing. We should have <laughs> brought him. <laughs> so the dab assistant. Yeah. He's probably going to be really upset. I mean, I'm glad he's there. a funny comic because I, I do bring him to gigs so that he'll bring a, a, it's a important. dab rig. It's important. <laughs> you got to know. Oh, perfect. I think I got it. If it wasn't funny, then it'd just be, it'd be everybody would just would be, be sad, like watching this guy, like, oh, he's just Doug, Doug's drug guy. This is dab boy. Yeah, shout out to Taylor Rizzo. Yeah, the greatest dab boy ever. He truly is. Oh, well, good thing there's a, a magnet on that. Because <laughs> I would have done oh, that the wrong really way. Oh, you're really trying to put it on there for forever and then realize it's magnetic? Yeah. Neat. It's heating up. I love it. Okay, I think it's working. Okay. You want to go first? <sighs> that was so stressful. We're gonna, we probably missed 420. Yeah, it's 421. Well, we're on 420 time, <laughs> and there's like a two uh, a two minute. I like to think if you're high period. or thinking about getting high at 420, that you're uh, you know you're acknowledging the uh, that's that special time of day. Oh, I feel. Oh, oh now oh, it's oh. happening. Why is it buzzing? It's ready. <laughs> it's eager for you to smoke it. Like, smoke me, smoke me. Wait, I think I'm hitting it the wrong way. I don't know which. I'm high and I don't which. Oh, yeah, that's the right way. What do you mean? I mean, I don't think no, there's any way you way. can go at it that's wrong. It all, <laughs> it's all pointing up. You're right. <coughs> I'm a fan of the extreme punch. I will say that. It's extreme. <coughs> I've mastered dabbing. <coughs> I mastered it. It just buzzed again. That's good. Means it's done, right? Yeah. It's like, get away from me. <laughs> that was enough. Did you like that? Don't overdo it. 
That was really strong. I feel really high from that. Okay, good. Well, that's the thing about dabs. When people ask me about them, is uh, the number one thing is it's just a very quick delivery system. Like if you were fortunate enough to be near a dab rig and also <laughs> wanting to get high really fast, like you're in a hurry. Which the two don't really come together ever. No. But if you were, it'd be the perfect solution. I would hate to be wanting to dab in also in a hurry. <laughs> but you just do that one dab hit and you're immediately good. Yeah. So like that's how I was just way too high on stage the other day. And to the point where like I just had nothing, no material to give them. and but the But all I could talk about was how high I was. And how wrong I think it is that I'm in public right now. Um, well, I have it all written down on scraps of paper. So for when you get for, to that moment, well, I would love to. I mean, I some days I like make an effort to try to get to that, and I <laughs> and I can't get there because I smoke too much. But uh, do you? But I, I think love if you being had insanely these... high on stage. It really th- makes me just throw all care out the window. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean. So I'll probably say some pretty stupid shit, but then I also always have the built-in excuse of saying I was high. Um, have you <laughs> been to the International Church of Cannabis yet in Denver? No. It's amazing. I highly recommend it. You posted stuff about it on your story? Yeah, they would welcome yeah, you with I, open arms. I think stuff. that's why I recognized it. <laughs> I feel like if you went there, they would just like ask you to give a sermon. <laughs> And they're getting away with it because weed's legal there anyway, yeah. right? Yeah. Because there was a guy that opened a church on La Brea and um, Hollywood Boulevard. A weed church? Yeah. And this Praise was, be. This was before, you know, this is back when dispensaries, medical dispensaries were getting raided all the time, like the late 2000s. Oh. He opened up a weed church and we featured it in the movie in uh, uh, Super Jaime and- um, it lasted like just a few weeks. Like as soon as police got wind of it, they just went in and went, you can't, what are you doing? Like, cause the idea was that he was selling weed, but all the money was going into the church. Right. So there was donations. <laughs> yeah. And so he was saying it's a church thing. So you can't, you know, you can't come in here and tell us how to worship or what to sell or whatever. Um, and it was, it was shaky grounds for just being able to sell weed. Cause also it was, wasn't the greatest church. Like I'd like to, It'd be funny if it, if it was a Hollywood movie, the cops would come and then the guy would show him what an amazing church it is. And the cops would go, all right, you can keep your church. You know what I mean? But in real life, they just arrested the guy and he spent a few days in jail. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. This pa- place was amazing. It was giant. They painted it rainbow. It was it's like the happiest place on earth. And the idea is, what, do they make money somehow? Or is it just a place for you to go and wor- worship and smoke? These questions. But <laughs> what I did see was um, a whole place underneath with like video games and uh, all the games that you could play and arts and crafts. They have a store, munchies, whatever. They actually give sermons. <laughs> like <laughs> they hold sacrament. Um and also comedy shows. <laughs> of course. So, um, yeah, praise be. It was really cool. You, you, but you didn't see a service? No, I did not attend a service. I missed out. 
Although I am down to join. Like, I'm willing to join. But everybody brings their own weed and they can smoke it there while they're there. That's the thing is, like, I don't think you can smoke it in there. That I, I don't. They go outside? I think so. Because it's, uh, it's not legal to smoke <laughs> in public in all the it places. It really bothers me these legal. places are opening it up and calling them. Actually, have, have you've been to the, uh, the OG Cannabis Cafe? Yeah. On La Brea? Uh-huh. Do you, ha- did you like it? It's a, I, I, you know, I, I'm excited that it exists. It's, it, it's fun to sit there and, you know, be in a restaurant that's, you know, where everyone is smoking weed. Yeah. But it's also, um, I saw your picture in the bathroom. Yeah. My picture's in the bathroom. So I appreciate that. So, you know, I don't, I don't want to talk shit about it, <laughs> but, uh, you know, they're, they're definitely, it's a, it's pricier than lunch should be. You know, because of the twist of being able to smoke in there. What has been the biggest, like, you've really seen kind of how everything's changed with weed here. You've seen how it's gone from the culture of it being this underground, illegal kind of um, cult following to, like, what legal weed is now. Has anything surprised you with the way it's turned out? No, other than it's in the last few years, it's been going slower than I thought it would at this point. I thought we'd really reached a a breaking point with so many legal states, you know, and it, and it's still happening, but it's still incremental. You know, I think I don't know if it's going to take a different president or I don't know what to get somebody to go. Well, let's just say it's not illegal. <laughs> you know, let's just do it federally. <laughs> And just make it the whole country. And, yeah. You know, individual states can make up their own dumb laws if they, you know, are like that uptight. <laughs> you know, right. they could go ahead and, you know, because there's already some places in the legal states that are just being, that are pushing back, like some cities right. are saying, well, no, you can't smoke here. And it's like, okay, fine. I really don't want to be in a place where they're that yeah. hardcore against. Like, I think the black weed. market is thriving again here. Well, that's the pro. That's what people are seeing as a problem. Is this? There's a couple of things. First of all, the all the legit businesses, you know, they have to deal in cash, and so that creates a potential crime element. Yeah, because the banks, you know, it's illegal for the banks to work with uh, weed companies. Uh, but that's changing in some places. I forget where they changed it, but some somewhere they passed a law or a bill. But. Uh, so that's one thing. But then the other thing, sorry. Oh, yeah. The other thing is um, that it's, uh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> it's okay. We we're talking about how weed is like, <laughs> how you've seen weed change and like from where, has anything surprised you with the way things have turned out like in the present day and how the you're saying how uh, the laws, the way the laws are changing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay that's on brand for this anyways I know, right um uh, but no it's um no it's just funny because as i was going off on that tangent i was like there's no reason to talk about this right now just make your main point <laughs> um but uh my point is that um it just seems like now it's like before people would look down like my like i worked at a dispensary before weed became legal mm-hmm. and because I remember like what the culture was like when I got to LA and I knew there was even like a 20 year history or like however long the history was but like I li- I got a little piece of like you know walking into a dispensary and there's a dab bar in the back and 
you know, the cups where there's just weed everywhere and everywhere smoking. And like, you know, you could walk into a shop and smoke weed. Like I remember what weed was like before it became recreationally legal in LA. And like back when you were making movies, when it was still such looked down upon, like my parents would look at me like kind of, um, like a drug user, you know what I mean? And now it's like soccer moms smoke weed, <laughs> you know, or like you're someone will claim to smoke weed, but they just take edibles, you know, it's like, no, you're and vape. And, you're CBD. You know, yeah, <laughs> you're not yeah, smoking exactly. weed. <laughs> yeah. It's all everybody's, you know, like, do you think getting it's, into it in it, different ways, yeah. but it's definitely the stigma is, you know, I'm, I'll still say somewhat lifted just because there are, there are genuine side effects. Yeah. Like you really do, you know, have memory loss and you really do get hungry. Right. And you like know. you would say negative <laughs> side effects or just side no, effects. They just, objectively. Ex- they just exist. And yeah. so there's certain things where obviously no one wants a high surgeon. No, or a high know? gynecologist or like a high, I don't know. <laughs> and just n- any high doctors. Yeah. You just want it only in p- positions of people that are, uh, you know, um, you know, like uh, a relaxing situation. Right. You know, like a, like a doctor that just gives people regular exams, <laughs> I think would be pretty cool if they were high. <laughs> like if they had a bong They'd in there. They'd be so chill. Yeah. You know, and they'd just be gentle about everything instead of. Yeah. Doctors could be so blunt sometimes. I had a really gentle dermatologist yesterday <laughs> and it was actually quite refreshing. Um, and I, I just want to sh- shout him out, <laughs> but yeah. Nice work. You, yeah. g- you gentle derm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, really, really, um, touching. Yeah. And, <laughs> but I was going to say that, um, between the taxes that the state insists that they put on, uh, the store bought weed now. Also, you know, the places, uh, they're, a lot of them are getting into the game to get rich. They're not getting into it for a yeah. long term plan. Right. You know, like, they just think the money's there right now. So I feel like they're charging a little more than they should. Yeah. They're taking you know advantage. I mean? of like they people. should almost really be charging le- as the same or less than people are paying on the street just to, just to right. make the street not part of the business. Yeah. For sure. But so those two things, the fact that they have to deal only in cash and the fact that they have to jack the prices up and they have to put the taxes on. Yeah. All of that is going to lead to, uh, you know, people going to the black market. Yeah. And the black market being oddly (laughs) unsafe. Well, I was going to say oddly gentle in the sense that there's going to be so much of it going on. It's going to be like people selling to the, to each other, their friends and stuff. Like, cause that's what I always say when someone's like, corporations are going to take over weed and it's going to be not as strong and it's going to cost more money. I go, yeah, but my friend is going to grow it in his closet and we're going to smoke that. Yeah. I like you know that I mean? better. But you know I mean, we still have that. If yeah. I, you know, even though I do buy weed and consume it, you know, I'm, totally. I'm part of the whole process. We all are. I'm, and I don't, you know, buy any from anybody that's illegal. Although I wouldn't be against the idea because I don't personally feel it's, it would be bad. Because it is legal. Right. You know I mean, like if your, son, if your friend wants to sell you a beer, that's not a legal transaction necessarily. He's not checking your right. ID. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, why not? You know, you said earlier, like you, your drink of choice was Tom Collins and then you 
started smoking weed in co- or you smoked weed in college and you didn't like it, right? It just didn't. I did. I tr- I tried it, and uh, you know, it was just one of those things where people were just passing around a joint. Who knows how strong it was, or you know, how turned off I was by the coughing. Like I don't like looking back on it because as a you know, pretty big stoner. It's, you know, it's a question people ask, like, how, how'd you get started? I ask on my show. I ask yeah. everybody their, their high history. And uh, it's just the answer is, um, you know, it tends to be a lot of people say they the first time they tried it, it just didn't, you know, they were, yeah. part, they were part of the ritual. Yep. But didn't, you know, weren't necessarily coached through it in a way that made them feel like it's something they wanted to repeat. Yeah. And uh, so that's where that's what happened to me. I think like at what well, when you started stand up, would people tell you don't smoke weed on stage, don't drink on like everyone has an opinion about what you should do, and like for you, what what would you do? There were times like, well, because I didn't get into weed till, you know, I, I was probably six years into stand up, maybe a little more before I really started getting into weed. So it was a lot of drinking, you know, especially back when I was coming up, you know, like opening acts, not only would they get paid, they would free drinks, they would get all the free drinks they want, yeah. especially if you were friendly with Can the you bartender. Imagine if it was free weed, even though people now do bring <laughs> weed. Yeah. Yeah. But like if you had the other option. No, I got to say some of these clubs now in legal states, you know, when I show up, there's weed in the green room and I don't even have to, because I always, anytime I play a club that I haven't played before, my first question when I get there is, can I smoke in the green room? Yeah. Because some just don't want that. And I don't, you know, I can't say, well, tough, I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's not my personality. Yeah. And usually I, I like the outdoors, you know, I don't mind going outside to smoke. Yeah. I I like both. If it's cold, though, it can ruin smoking weed for me. Oh, it sucks because I could when it's really cold, um, the cold sobers me up. So yeah. I can't get and maintain a high because I'm just the cold just is making That's how me I am. I feel like so I can't alert. get high when I'm so cold. You, you can't be high and shivering no. at the same time. They're it not, like ruins they're it not compatible. Sure. Yeah. no. And one doesn't not. help the other. It's just it's stupid. What? <laughs> how do you find that weed helps you? I'd say just general overall life demeanor, you know, it's like a life hack that just <laughs> everything is much more pleasant. Like, yeah. cause I get annoyed by things pretty easily as a, as a person with, you know, inherited high blood pressure. And then also someone who does comedy for a living because <laughs> every, everything that's annoying that happens to you, if you just take a beat and think about it, it yeah. might be a good joke. you know (laughs) but in the moment you just get you know i'm i'm very i've got a lot of potential for road rage or or now like uh, i don't even know what to call it but i'm in the back seat with someone else driving and i'm mad because they're you know doing something that i don't like you know i have really bad reactions (laughs) i've realized and (laughs) it's true like i I'm, I'm i'm going back to therapy for it like i think it's a blessing and a curse especially as comedians like it's our immediate response to want to react to something yeah and in a way that's inappropriate and mm -hmm. that's what's funny about it (laughs) yeah exactly like I think exactly like it's a blessing and a curse you know and I'm just 
I really want to get better at channeling it for myself. Yeah, because sarcasm just comes off as complete dick if you're not careful. Yeah. Well, people sometimes <laughs> say they don't know how to read me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, can you really, you know, and it's just like, well, I don't know. I I feel like I can look, we can, it's like our blessing and curse. You know, I wouldn't have it any other way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but it's definitely, I think weed makes me pause <laughs> and kind well, of I think chill. if I'm high, I'm more likely to have resting, a resting smile on my face yeah, than, resting stone face. than um, sitting there like my, my just regular face when I'm not feeling any emotions, people think I'm mad at them. Too, too, I have that same face. If I'm not smiling. People think yeah. I'm really mad, which yeah, like, I think they're so right. mad about. And it's like, well, no, <laughs> well, here's a maybe list. not mad. I'm probably bored or something, yeah. but not, or not necessarily mad. I, Definitely stone. I hope my eyebrows will go up a little bit when I'm mad. Like, yeah. I look mad. Yeah. I, I would hope. Yeah. I have to, like, look in the mirror sometimes. And I'm like, what is this face? What is this? Is this my stoned face? Um, Yeah. No, I. Uh, what way haven't we smoked weed yet? I don't know, but is that this isn't the normal format for this show, is it? That you just smoke as many different things as you can. Well, honestly, like I haven't put up any video for the show, and there isn't really like any format I've been doing. I've just been having guests and like kind of just talking to them about weed and like how it helps them, and yeah. So it is. It does have that focus, at least. Yeah, it's called chronic relief. Yeah. So how does it help you? For me. No, I'm saying that's what you're asking everybody. Well, yeah, I kind of like ask them that. And uh, it's kind of like mental illness happy hour, but with weed. <laughs> yeah, mental illness. Yeah, exactly. Like it's for people whose um, boyfriends probably listen to Joe Rogan. And <laughs> this is something <laughs> for their girlfriends, you know? Um, I don't know. But yeah, like that's like, yeah, you know? I don't really have like a format. Is that bad? No, I mean, as long as you, because what I was wondering about is how do you know, how do you uh, not like repeat yourself or forget what we've talked about so far? Um. Well, normally I'm not as high. Right, because normally you just, this is special that we're smoking in the No, 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 normally studio, I smoke before. Like outside. Yeah, I'm definitely high. But normally I'm not smoking during, but I wanted to get really high with yeah. you. Yeah, as it go doing it as you go is is that's another challenge because yeah. that's what the thing about stand up is since you can't <laughs> you, you know, I mean, you can get pretty close to the stage in some venues and still be smoking before you go on, but yeah. you know, most places there's that distance and then there's just while you're on stage doing your act. I was so your high act, during you your show up. the other day. Like I was almost as high as I was when I was in Denver this weekend because normally I don't dab before I go on stage, but I was like, for Doug, I do it. Oh, you so you did that was a a rare dabbed stand up appearance. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Like I'll smoke. Well, like with Felipe, because he smokes before he goes on stage. Uh-huh. We chief like blunts, joints, whatever, but like not dabs before. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I was like, I'm going to challenge myself. <laughs> no, dabs is why I have a roadmap in my pocket at all times. Like I have That's jokes smart. in my pocket so I can just pull them out. And it's funny. I see more and more people d- doing different bits and you, for different reasons, pulling their phones out. 
What do you think about that? I, I still feel like the audience is tense during it, like we're watching yeah. somebody read from their phone. Because I used to do lots of stuff with tweets where I'd read tweets from the audience. And I uh, love that, though. It's fun, but it's also like there's a, there's it can just easily be too much of it. Like I, I really like doing like long parts of my show would be fucking around with Twitter. And uh, I, I, there's just a certain amount of tension in the room for people who just don't want to watch somebody look at their phone. Yeah. Even like in roast battles and stuff, when people pull out their phone and read from that, like I'm that. just like, why not just jot it down on a piece right. of paper or on your skin? You, you know, because that's always fun. Not distracting. It's well, it's just a prop that doesn't. It takes. It's away. just like nobody likes to watch someone look at their phone, and that's yeah. what we do in in all of our relationships. Yeah. No matter how close you are to somebody, you still spend a, a part of the time you're with them watching them look at their phone. So true. You know, and it doesn't feel. You're you like know, the other. It in doesn't the relationship. feel like like you're part of humanity. It just feels like we're all just in a simulation. Yeah, we're all in the matrix. I think that's real, <laughs> for sure. But I also love it. I mean, I, I I love being able to look at my phone. You know, like I feel like holy shit. How did couples ever used to be able to just be around each other for hours and hours? I don't think they did. You I know? think men went to war. <laughs> yeah, or, or but you know what I mean, or they each read a different book or something. <laughs> But you know what I mean? They got mentally got away from each other the way we do now on our phones. Yeah, but how, yeah, did they do that? They tried to, but that's what I mean. It's like it was harder to, like, it's easier to escape now, but you're also escaping into hell. You're escaping yeah. into a hellscape. But if if you like, you know, if there's parts of it you like, then it's worth it. You know, I still, yeah. still haven't dropped it. Here's what I think is really funny is the, um, how mad people are. I retweeted the thing you said, RIP uh, reply, reply guys. guys. Yeah. Because cause even though I'm a dude, I totally have reply guys. Yeah. You know, like you don't have to be a lady comic, but it, 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 yeah, cert- reply certainly guys are real. you I call, definitely have them if you're a I lady comic. I also call them fan mails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I retweeted that because I Thank just you. wanted to start getting the message out there because I already see the reaction to them making it so that you can... Uh, not get comments on your tweets. How do you feel about uh, that? I love it. I know because you you take you turn the comment settings off. I turn them off on Instagram. Does that mean you can't you can turn s- them off on Twitter? Does that mean you can see people reply to you still? We just can't see what other people's. How does it work? It's confusing. Okay. I think the tweets still like if you mute somebody, you just don't see it. it no, it I'm still talking about exists. on Instagram. Oh, on Instagram. Yeah. If someone. Uh, if you turn off the comments, then that they means- can't comment unless they follow, unless you follow them. Oh, so like you and a hundred or so other people right, can right, comment right. on my Instagram, but nobody else can. So as a result, my comments so are positive. one or two people will comment every once in a while. Most of my photos are comment free. And I love <laughs> it because it's a lot of times it's a photo and a joke. And it doesn't need to be any more than that. Or it's a photo of me with some famous right. person. I don't need <laughs> to hear. Reply guys. I don't need to hear everybody's take on it. It's reply guys. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Can you imagine if you're preparing your stand-up act? If you're like, I just thought of a joke. Right, write it down. Now I got to hear what fifteen or twenty people hear about it immediately. Yeah. And hear all their takes on it. I get that. Hear all, all the time. their tags, <laughs> tags they want to put on it. You know what I mean? I get it all the time. I just want to save it for the club. I just want to yeah. go on stage and say it. See what else I think to say about it. You know, I don't yeah. want all that input from everybody. So like if I tweet something that I really like, I just won't even look at the comments on that tweet. 
That's smart. You know, and sometimes even just delete it and just put it right into the act. Because also people are just naturally weirdly offended by if they recognize something from your Twitter. Like you can't say stuff from your Twitter. Really? In your stage act. Why? But those are people that are like following you on Twitter and mad that like that 30 seconds could have been some other joke that they didn't know already. Is that real? People are really into not wanting to hear the same jokes ever again. And I think that's part of what used to be fun about comedy for me is audience members would like hearing, you know, and they, some cases they still do. Pe- people still scream out, do the machine bit to Burt Kreischer. Yeah, I hear it every that's time. that's a long ass bit. Yeah. You know, and he, and he does it most times they ask. Um, so I'm grateful I don't have any of those, but I do have, <laughs> but I do have short bits that are evergreen that I enjoy doing and that the audience laughs at. Yeah. Cause most of the audience aren't Doug Benson scholars that have listened to every recorded word that I've put out there on like, you know, 10 plus albums. Yeah. You know, so it's crazy. It's uh, but, but it's also the people you hear from them are kind of like just the loud minority, you know, like yeah. you got to also stop and think, well, this isn't a lot of people aren't feeling this. I love, I love that you have different types of fans. Like I love your fans. But your fans, like your Doug Loves Movies fans, Mm -hmm. I love what you've done with Doug Loves Movies and how you've created this whole culture within in in Doug Loves Movies of the games and the posters and like, just like like it's so cool. It's a little nerdy club. I love it. (laughs) I think it's so cool. Like legendary. Um, You're the first one to do it. I mean, it's like, I, I don't know. I think it's. I even though I'm so bad at it and I take on I take pride with that but like I want you to know I watch movies it just may not be like I just I'm just high all the time like who has all the information to store movies you know I mean you do but I don't it doesn't store like that yeah for but me. there I'm a must visual. be something that you know a lot totally about. totally totally probably but, weed yeah maybe <laughs> I mean I've can I just know a little about a lot of things and not a lot about a little things <laughs> You can know whatever, you know, whatever gets you through, you know, that's the, that's the bottom line is you just, uh, everybody like, cause I look at people that have jobs that like take no thought whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And I think about how how nightmarish that would be to do that. But I also feel like uh, some people just, they're mentally, they're just, uh, you know, yeah. Somehow they're all right with it, you know, well, and 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 sit around thinking, God, can I, I can't imagine it be like where you don't get paid unless you come up with another idea. Right. <laughs> you know, that sounds That's terrifying to people. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, what was your favorite movie this year? Jojo Rabbit. I didn't watch that. You will like it. OK, I will now watch it. It is good. Yeah. Yeah. What's coming up next? for Doug like what do you what do you have any show dates or like any uh you want to promote how soon do you put this out there I mean I was gonna put it out like soon like tonight I mean tomorrow Todd could have it up ASAP oh Todd um Tuesday Jan 14 Doug loves movies at its original home where we still do it twice a month on the uh, second and fourth Tuesday of every month uh, at the UCB theater, Franklin Avenue location. You have to say, cause there's two of them in LA now. There are. Yeah. No, and, I, I, there are. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's the next one. So that's uh, January 14th. And then uh, I'm very excited about bringing Douglas movies back to San Antonio ooh, ooh. on February 1st, the day before the Super Bowl, also at 420. Craig Robinson's going to be there that weekend. So Amazing. I'm hoping to get him. That's what I do is I just sort of show up on a weekend when a, a you know, big famous headliner that I, you know, who actually knows me, who I am. <laughs> Uh, is playing and then I just you know really hope that uh, I can make him make it work so they come on the show but if they don't come on the show there's still that pre-show excitement because okay. people a lot of my fans just assume that I'm going to get that person. <laughs> I love it Either <laughs> you know way. what I mean like yeah. uh, <laughs> I love it like the other day I did a show in Bray uh, and with uh, wine chink <laughs> yeah shout out and um and Bob Saget was the headliner later that night. And people know that I know Bob. So I think a lot of people were like, oh, Bob will probably be on Doug Loves Movies. And then he he wasn't, of course. Damn. But I stuck around. It was still a full house. I stuck around and watched. Yeah, I watched <laughs> I watched Bob's show. And I, I had a fun time watching. Uh, That's fun. People love him. People love him. Yeah, he's America's dad. They're so America's pervy dad. Yeah. They're so into him and they don't care what he That's says. Amer America's dad is perverted. Hello, season two, R. Kelly. Season two. <laughs> and and Bob Saget is not a, he doesn't like shut it down when he's off stage. It is, it is all the time with yeah. the jokes. I remember the first time I saw Bob Saget do stand up and I was like, wow, like you're different than when I, <laughs> than when I it was like, honestly, kind of like my Santa Claus moment, like realizing <laughs> Santa wasn't real, yeah, yeah. but like, I didn't feel I wasn't upset about it, but like I was a changed person. <laughs> it's playful dirty. It's not like yeah. sleazy dirty. So like, yeah. you know, and he's always doubling back on everything that he's yeah. saying, you know, and sort of like, you know, in classic, like Don Rickles form, like sort yeah. of apologize as you go. I still loved it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, that's what I mean. I think it's real. I think it's a real soft transition Yeah. for the fans because it is so like, you know, it's you're starting to like, you know, hearing some dirty comedy. Yeah. So might as well be him. Right. I should you know? hear it from my dad. You know, he dad. should be out there getting that out of his system instead right, of like Bill Cosby's exactly. acting you all wholesome of and all going over and raping dads, people. Exactly. <laughs> I should let it be Bob Saget. The TV you know? dads that are the most outwardly <laughs> creepy are the ones that are probably just getting it out of their system. You're right. Thank in, God in public for him. So. Although all of them, everybody just projects now like there's so yeah. much. If somebody's a politician or a celebrity, whatever they're maddest about is the thing that they're going to go home and do. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So be careful what you tweet. Yeah. <laughs> well, where do you want to tell Thanks people? Thanks for giving me several types of high. Seven kinds. Douglovesmovies.com is where all my uh, dates live and links to things like merch and, yeah, uh, you know, uh, individual episodes of things that you can pay for. Yep. Very cool. Yeah. Well, it's all there at Doug Loves Movies. Well, thanks, Doug. You're the best. Dot com. Thank you for having me on of course. Chronic Relief. <laughs> thanks for saying What's it. your closing line? What do you say at the end? Uh, Nothing. What do you mean? You just let it end? Well, I just say, oh, I get what you're saying. Like, <laughs> thanks for reminding me I have an outro. Yeah. Um, I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> so basically, uh, this has been uh, another episode of Chronic Relief. Thanks for again so much for coming on. Uh, 
Doug, and, so I can't even outro. Uh, well, I'm gonna I'll probably do that again. I don't even know if they're back there. They're probably upstairs. Oh, they're back there. Okay. <laughs> Listen, that is I think weird we should... that it's a kind of a one way mirror. <laughs> they can Doesn't see it us, and like we can't lies. see them. It's like a true. Li- I feel like they should come on and like ask us questions, interrogate see, us. That's a thing from a movie that you it is. remembered. See? This is the true lies light. Yeah. It's a good movie reference. Yeah. I forgot there's one right there and there. They're surrounding so high. Well, anyways, I'm going to try. But what's your closing line? Like, also the Vista baby? Oh, no, no. (laughs) Oh, wait. Also, I can't forget that this episode was sponsored by Kush Queen, which I know you got their bath bombs before, and I'll have to get you some more more of those. Um, And uh, yeah, thanks so much, guys. Follow me at Wolfie Memes, at Wolfie Comedy at chronic relief pod and yeah stay high (laughs) (laughs) that's it bye Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Chronic Relief. And today I have Doug Benson as my guest. Please Hello. welcome to the podcast. Thank, Thank you for coming. You. And uh, we just got really high. I haven't even told Doug like anything about the podcast. And there's really nothing like to tell. It's just kind of like chill. I don't need to know anything. Yeah, you didn't advance. need to know anything. And um, we just dabbed yeah. with a Puffco. Mm-hmm. And we dabbed it w- with one of these the other day at your show, which... I, this is actually the first time I'm busting it out. Like I got sent, it got sent to me mm-hmm. and I haven't opened it until last night because I was waiting for the perfect moment. Oh, okay. And also you're waiting to know that there'll be somebody that knows how to operate it already. Well that, yeah. Cause I didn't like truthfully, <laughs> no, can I be honest? I had one and I knew how to operate it, but I hadn't used it in a long time. And it's like riding a bike, you know, you need you might need a second, but now I feel like I got it. I'm back on, back on with the dad. It's not like riding a riding yeah. a bike is is easy to you can just do that. You mean that like there could be new elements to this version <laughs> that you don't know about, right? Right? They don't add things to bikes that you got to get well, used to. <laughs> you know exactly. Like this, this is you're right. It's nothing like riding a bike, but I will say I realized why I liked it because it makes dabbing, you know, kind of easy. I guess. Yeah. No, it's one of the better ones. Convenient. Yeah. The, like you could bring this anywhere. That thing is very uh, portable. And so, yeah, t- this what I felt was like the perfect. Not still portable enough. Because not- I, I, I wouldn't take it anywhere myself because I don't. But if I had a purse. Honestly. It would fit great in a purse, right? Or a suitcase. Yeah. If I, if I went places <laughs> with the suitcase. This is the perfect suitcase traveling. Uh, but yeah. of course two legal states and, or I mean, within the legal, whatever. Um, I brought several ways to get high today. Um, what's your favorite way? This is like almost, a child could play with this. Literally. <laughs> or, or an animal, a small, uh, intelligent animal. Yeah. doesn't seem like it, it could mess them up too much. No. And it's pink, which is friendly. It's actually sunset. Um, 
it's sunset colored, which it's I like. It's beautiful and it's it's fun to touch. It's the whole like thing art. is nice. It's really like art. Yeah, it really is an art piece that you, happens to get you high. And I, so today was honestly the perfect day and we are dabbing, I whatever Frank, because Frank was the one who helped us, let's be honest. Frank I'm Castillo. Not, Frank Castillo. And honestly, dabs are not, I have to be honest, I'm not a big dabber naturally, but I won't turn down dabs. Right. I did That's a, a good way to live. I did a stand-up show this weekend called the Gateway Show. Have you heard about it? Where they get you high, or you do oh. a ten-minute set sober, and then you do a ten-minute set high. Yeah, I okay. heard about that. So, I was like, "Well, I, I'm going to show up high. So how does this how it work for me?" <laughs> I know that's the worst part. Is <laughs> Billy, who's amazing, he's like, "You got to be sober all day," and I'm like, "You're asking a lot." For yeah, me. that's a lot. <laughs> but I did do it. And I got, and it was in Denver and apparently because the altitude, oh, yeah. it hits you. And so for the first show we did in Colorado Springs where the altitudes, I guess, even higher than in Denver, um, they, some guys from the show brought a strain called bonkers and <laughs> I, 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 I dabbed like four times and I'm not a big dabber. Right. And if I do dab, I dab in privacy. Like I dab so I can have my panic attack privately. Yeah. <laughs> I got on stage <laughs> and I sat down on a stool, which I don't do. Like I don't sit down. I think it's like, right. unless you're famous, you shouldn't do that. It's like, it's like pretentious if you're an, a micer or whatever, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't care for anybody doing it, but I get what you're saying. You know, it's whatever. Some people are more, can get away with it more than others. Right. And so it's not me, but I was just, it hit me so hard and I was having like one of my heart was racing and I started to cry. Like I got so high <laughs> tears were coming down my face and I was like, this is why this shit should be legal. Like this is the point where maybe we shouldn't have this. It was so high. <laughs> yeah. I always worry. I don't want to be a bad public example because sometimes I get like really uh, sneezy or, you know, or coughing a lot, you know, like, uh, it's, um, have you ever got too high? Which way do we want to smoke right now, by the way? Oh, I don't care. Um, no, I never gotten too high, but I definitely, um, you know, looked bad on camera. Yeah. I've done that before <laughs> looked too. too fucked up. Yeah. Like there's this one video I did how to roll a joint and it was before I really like, I kind of just rolled out of bed and shot the video uh -huh. and I look so high. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's, but it kind of fits the part, you know, it's the brand, I guess. But I really, sure. I don't want to, I don't want to perpetuate that image either, you right. know, which is what I really like about you and everything that you've done and that you've made is kind of changed the way that I think people think about the stoner. I'd like to think so. I mean, some people probably still think I'm just, uh, you know, silly high person, but, um, you know, I like to think that I, You've able to live my life and be high all the time and not bother anyone. Yeah. Like a functioning. Except for jealous people. <laughs> I've been getting a lot of <laughs> flack on social media lately. I don't know if this has happened to you before, but like people have been tweeting me like weed isn't a personality. Mm -hmm. What do you say to that? I say, well, my personality is, you know, high all the time. <laughs> so... Suck it. So live with it. But you know, that's the thing is I, I feel like, I don't feel like I'm a weed comic. I feel like I'm a comic who's high, you know, like yeah. I, don't, I don't go out on stage to talk about weed the whole time. Yeah. Same. You know, it comes up obviously. Yeah. Like that's the thing about you is weed is like, an, I feel like just like an extension of you. Like you love movies, you know, you, there are so many things that 
there's so many other things to you that's just weed. And like, I agree. Like, I don't like necessarily like it when people call me a weed comic because I really only have two jokes or three jokes about weed. If you really listen to my stuff, I do tweet about weed and I have like Mm -hmm. a weed page and stuff. But also it's like, um, you know, it sets up your character, you know, that the audience knows that you like weed. Like it says a lot about a person. I think so. So it's, and it also just, I I like to think everybody can relax a a little bit around somebody who's high, you know, and just have some laughs and not, uh, yeah. Not stress out too much. It's much better than drinking, I think, for me. Like, I don't know. I think it's better for everyone. I mean, yeah, there's people that weed is not for them, but it's more like they, I think mostly that they choose for it to not be for them. Yeah. You know? So, like, I think I read, you started smoking when you were 19, Mm -hmm. when you were. Tried it around that time. Tried it in high school uh, with some neighborhood hippie kids. (laughs) (laughs) who I, you know, barely talked to, but one night they were just like, Hey, you want to come get high with us? And I was like, yeah, sure. And, uh, you know, didn't, didn't go, didn't work for me, you know? Yeah. And, um, so I just thought, didn't think much of it. And I fell in with a crowd. And when I was in junior college, it was all, uh, it was all about the alcohol all the time. Did you have a drink of choice? Yeah, it was disgusting. I would, I would drink uh, Tom Collins. What's in a Tom Collins again? It's just some sort of mix and vodka, I think. That was your drink it's of choice? kind of a lemony uh. thing, I think. Yeah, it was just a drink that, you know how when you first start drinking in, oh, it's- uh, It's about that time? 19 minutes after the hour. It's about that time. But we're already smoking. Oh, no. Did we light something else up? <laughs> Can you get the Puffco going yeah, yeah, again? Yeah, I got this. Dude, I'm four, like, Frank. Four, 420 dab. <laughs> I'm like, Frank, Puffco. yeah. Yes, we're doing it. Do we want to do Extreme Punch? That sounds um, scary, but delightful. <laughs> extreme Punch. It's um, not just regular punch. So, yeah. So, I just, uh, it took stand-up comedy for me to fall back into uh, uh, the habit that is, or even to get started smoking regularly. And I did that thing for, I was like a mooch for years. I only smoked when it was around. I had friends like that. You know, which is kind of like how I am about dabs now. It's like, if they're around, yeah, I'm in, you know, but I just don't What's own, your preferred own a method? dab machine or anything. Bowls? Yeah. Well, I, I have bowls and, and uh, bongs, you know, like I, I just like, I just like big hits, you know, it's uh joints are just like cute to me now because if i'm just standing around out in the street smoking a joint oh, that, shoot. that's I'm you know it's only gonna get me so high i have to clean it remember oh yeah i'm uh, see here's the thing i'm remembering directions from like 10 minutes ago and i feel like okay i got this you don't have to put anything on the q-tip you just stick it in there i don't think so that's interesting you mentioned this because, like, you know, we got a guy that sets, you know, Taylor Rizzo does the dabs for me on uh, getting dug with high. And uh, he really does everything. And I don't pay much attention to what he's doing. We should, ha- <laughs> we should have brought him, <laughs> so the I dab assistant. Yeah. He's probably going to be really upset. I mean, I'm glad he's there. a funny comic because I, I do bring him to gigs so that he'll bring a, a, it's a important. dab rig. <laughs> it's important. You got to no- Oh, perfect. I think I got it. 
If it wasn't funny, then it'd just Wolfie be, it'd be everybody would just it'd be, be sad, like watching this guy, like, oh, he's just Doug, Doug's drug guy. He's his dab boy. Yeah. Shout out to Taylor Rizzo. Yeah. The greatest dab boy ever. He truly is. Oh, well, good thing there's a, a magnet on that. Because <laughs> I would have done oh, that the wrong really way. Oh, you're really trying to put it on there for forever and then realize it's magnetic? Yeah. Neat. It's heating up. I love it. Okay. I think it's working. Okay. Can I go first? Oh, that was so stressful. We're gonna, we probably missed 420. Yeah, it's 421. Well, we're on 420 time. <laughs> and there's like a two uh, a two minute. I like to think if you're high period. or thinking about getting high at 420 that you're, uh, you know, you're acknowledging the, uh, that's that special time of day. Oh, I feel, oh. oh now oh, it's oh. happening. Why is it buzzing? It's ready. <laughs> it's eager for you to smoke it. Like, smoke me, smoke me. Wait, I think I'm hitting it the wrong <laughs> way. I don't know which. I'm high and I don't know which. Oh, yeah, that's the right way. What do you mean? I mean, I don't think no, there's any way you way. can go at it that's wrong. <laughs> it all, it's all pointing up. You're right. <coughs> I'm a fan of the extreme punch. I will say that. It's extreme. <laughs> I've mastered dabbing. <coughs> <coughs> I mastered it. It just buzzed again. That's good. Means it's done, right? Yeah. It's like, get away from me. (laughs) That was enough. Did you like that? Don't overdo it. That was really strong. I feel really high from that. Okay, good. Well, that's the thing about dabs. When people ask me about them is, uh, the number one thing is it's just a very quick delivery system. Like if you, we're fortunate enough to be near a dab rig and also <laughs> wanting to get high really fast. Like you're in a hurry, which the two don't really come together ever. No, but if you were, it'd be the perfect solution. Cause I would hate to be wanting to dab and also in a hurry, <laughs> but you just do that one dab hit and you're immediately good. Yeah. So like that's how I was just way too high on stage the other day. And to the point where like I just had nothing no material to give them and but the but all I could talk about was how high I was and how wrong I think it is that I'm in public right now. Um well, I have it all written down on scraps of paper so for when you get for, to that moment. Well, I would love to. I mean, I some days I like make an effort to try to get to that and I <laughs> And I can't get there because I smoke too much. But uh, do you? But I, think I love if you being had insanely one high on stage. It really th- makes me just throw all care out the window. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean. So I'll probably say some pretty stupid shit. But then I also always have the built-in excuse of saying I was high. Um. Have you <laughs> been to the International Church of Cannabis yet in Denver? No. It's amazing. I highly recommend it. You. Posted stuff about it on your story. Yeah, they would welcome yeah, you with I, open arms. I think stuff. that's why I recognized it. <laughs> I feel like if you went there, they would just like ask you to give a sermon. <laughs> and they're getting away with it because weed's legal there anyway, yeah. right? Yeah. Because there was a guy that opened a church on La Brea and um, Hollywood Boulevard. A weed church? Yeah. And this Praise was, be. This was before, you know, this is back when dispensaries, medical dispensaries were getting raided all the time, like the late 2000s. Oh. He opened up a weed church and we featured it in the movie in uh, uh, Super Jaime. And um, it lasted like just a few weeks. Like as soon as police got wind of it, they just went in and went, 
you can't, what are you doing? Like, cause the idea was that he was selling weed, but all the money was going into the church. So there was donations. (laughs) Yeah. And so he was saying it's a church thing. So you can't, you know, you can't come in here and tell us how to worship or what to sell or whatever. Um, and it was it was shaky grounds for just being able to sell weed because also it was wasn't the greatest church. Like I'd like to, it'd be funny if it, if it was a Hollywood movie, the cops would come and then the guy would show him what an amazing church it is, and the cops would go, "All right, you can keep your church." <laughs> you know what I mean? But in real life, they just arrested the guy and <laughs> spent a few days in jail. Really? Yeah, yeah. <coughs> Yeah, this pa- place was amazing. It was giant. They painted it rainbow. It was it's like the happiest place on earth. And the idea is, well, do they make money somehow? Or is it just a place for you to go and worship, worship and smoke? These questions. But <laughs> what I did see was um, a whole place underneath with like, video games and uh, all the games that you could play and arts and crafts. They have a store, munchies, whatever. They actually give sermons. Like <laughs> they hold sacrament. Um, and also comedy shows. <laughs> of course. So, um, yeah, praise be. It was really cool. You, you, but you didn't see a service. No, I did not attend a service. I missed out. Although I am down to join, like I'm willing to join. But everybody brings their own weed and they can smoke it there while they're there. That's the thing is like, I don't think you can smoke it in there. That, I, I don't. They go outside? I think so. Because it's, uh, it's not legal to smoke <laughs> in public in all the it places. It really bothers me. These legal. places are opening it up and calling them. Actually, have, have you, you've been to the, uh, the OG Cannabis Cafe? Yeah. On La Brea? Uh-huh. Do you, ha- did you like it? It's a, I, I, you know, I, I'm excited that it exists. It's, it's fun to sit there and, you know, be in a restaurant that's, you know, where everyone is smoking weed. Yeah. But it's also, um, I saw your picture in the bathroom. Yeah. My picture's in the bathroom. So I appreciate that. So, you know, I don't, I don't want to talk shit about it, (laughs) but, uh, you know, they're, they're definitely, it's a, it's pricier than lunch should be. You know, because of the twist of being able to smoke in there. What has been the biggest, like, you've really seen kind of how everything's changed with weed here. You've seen how it's gone from the culture of it being this underground, illegal kind of um, cult following to like what legal weed is now. Has anything surprised you with the way it's turned out? No, other than it's in the last few years, it's been going slower than I thought it would at this point. I thought we'd really reached a a breaking point with so many legal states, you know, and it, and it's still happening, but it's still incremental. You know, I think, I don't know if it's going to take a different president or I don't know what to get somebody to go, well, let's just say it's not illegal. <laughs> you know, let's just do it federally. <laughs> And just make it the whole country. And, yeah. You know, individual states can make up their own dumb laws if they, you know, are like that uptight. <laughs> you know, right. they could go ahead and, you know, because there's already some places in the legal states that are just being, that are pushing back, like some cities right. are saying, well, no, you can't smoke here. And it's like, okay, fine. I really don't want to be in a place where they're that yeah. hardcore against. Like, I think the black weed. market is thriving again here. Well, that's the pro. That's what people are seeing as a problem. Is this? There's a couple of things. First of all, 
the, all the legit businesses, you know, they have to deal in cash. And so that creates a potential crime element. Yeah. Because the banks, you know, it's illegal for the banks to work with uh, weed companies. Uh, but that's changing in some places. I forget where they changed it, but some somewhere they passed a law or a bill. But uh, so that's one thing. But then the other thing, sorry. Right. The other thing is um, that it's, uh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> it's okay. We're talking about how weed is like, <laughs> how you've seen weed change and like from where has anything surprised you with the way things have turned out like in the present day and how the you're saying how uh, the laws, the way the laws are changing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. That's on brand for this anyways. I know, right? Um, uh, but no, it's, um, no, it's just funny because as I was going off on that tangent, I was like, there's no reason to talk about this right now. Just make your main point. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, my point is that um, it just seems like now it's like before people would look down like my like I worked at a dispensary before we became legal. Mm-hmm. And because I remember like what the culture was like when I got to LA and I knew there was even like a 20 year history, or, like however long the history was. But like I, li- I got a little piece of like, you know, walking into a dispensary and there's a dab bar in the back and, you know, the cups where there's just weed everywhere and everywhere smoking. And like, you know, you could walk into a shop and smoke weed. Like I remember what weed was like before it became recreationally legal in LA. And like back when you were making movies, when it was still f- such looked down upon, like my parents would look at me like kind of um, like a drug user, you know what I mean? And now it's like soccer moms smoke weed, <laughs> you know, or like you're someone will claim to smoke weed, but they just take edibles, you know, it's like, no, you're and vape, and, you're CBD, you know, yeah. <laughs> you're not yeah, smoking exactly. weed. <laughs> yeah, it's all everybody's, you know. Like, do you think it's getting into it in different ways, but it's definitely the stigma is, you know, I'm, I'll still say somewhat lifted just because there are, there are genuine side effects. Like you really do, you know, have memory loss and you really do get hungry. Right. And you like you would say (laughs) negative side effects or just side effects objectively. They just exist. And so there's certain things where obviously no one wants a high surgeon. No, or a high know. gynecologist or like a high, I don't know. <laughs> and just n- any high doctors. Yeah. You just want it only in p- positions of uh, people that are, uh, you know, um, you know, like uh, a relaxing situation. Right. You know, like a like a doctor that just gives people regular exams, <laughs> I think would be pretty cool if they were high. <laughs> like if they had a bong They'd in there. They'd be so chill. Yeah. You know, and they just be gentle about everything instead of. Yeah. Doctors can be so blunt sometimes. I had a really gentle dermatologist yesterday <laughs> and it was actually quite refreshing. Um, and I, I just want to sh- shout him out. <laughs> but yeah. Nice work. You, yeah. g- you gentle derm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Really, really um, touching. Yeah. And <laughs> but I was going to say that um between the taxes that the state insists that they put on uh the store bought weed now also 
you know, the places uh, there, a lot of them are getting into the game to get rich. They're not getting into it for a yeah. long-term plan. Right. You know, like, they just think the money's there right now. So I feel like they're charging a little more than they should. Yeah. They're taking you know advantage. I mean? of like they people. should almost really be charging le- as the same or less than people are paying on the street just to, just to right. make the street not part of the business. Yeah. For sure. But so those two things, the fact that they have to deal only in cash and the fact that they have to jack the prices up and they have to put the taxes on. Yeah. All of that is going to lead to, uh, you know. People going to the black market. Yeah. And the black market being oddly. (laughs) Unsafe. Well, I was going to say oddly gentle in the sense that there's going to be so much of it going on. It's going to be like people selling to to each other, their friends and stuff. Like, because that's what I always say when someone's like, corporations are going to take over weed and it's going to be not as strong and it's going to cost more money. I go, yeah, but my friend is going to grow it in his closet and we're going to smoke that. Yeah. I like you know that I mean? better. But you know what I mean, we still have that. If yeah. I, you know, even though I do buy weed and consume it, you know, I'm, totally. I'm part of the whole process. We all are. I'm, and I don't, you know, buy any from anybody that's illegal. Although I wouldn't be against the idea because I don't personally feel it's, it would be bad because it is legal. Right. You know what I mean, like if your son, if your friend wants to sell you a beer, that's not a legal transaction necessarily. He's not checking your right. ID. <laughs> but at the same time, you know why not? You know. You said earlier, like you, your drink of choice was Tom Collins, and then you sp- started smoking weed in, co- or you smoked weed in college, and you didn't like it, right? It just didn't. I did. I, tr- I tried it, and. Uh, you know, it was just one of those things where people were just passing around a joint. Who knows how strong it was or, you know, how turned off I was by the coughing. Like, I don't like looking back on it. Cause as a, you know, pretty big stoner, it's, you know, it's a question people ask, like how, how'd you get started? I ask on my show, I ask yeah. everybody their, their high history. And, uh, it's just, the answer is, um, you know, it tends to be, a lot of people say they the first time they tried it, it just didn't. You know, they were yeah. part, they were part of the ritual. Yep, but didn't you know weren't necessarily coached through it in a way that made them feel like it's something they wanted to repeat. Yeah, and uh, so that's where that's what happened to me. I think like at what po- well, when you started stand up, would people tell you don't? smoke weed on stage don't drink on like everyone has an opinion about what you should do and like for you what what would you do there were times like well because i didn't get into weed till you know i i was probably six years into stand-up maybe a little more before i really started getting into weed so it was a lot of drinking you know especially back when i was coming up you know like opening acts not only would they get paid they would, free drinks. They would get all the free drinks they want. Yeah. Especially if you were friendly with Can the bartender. Can you imagine if it was free weed, even though people now do bring <laughs> weed? Yeah, yeah. But like, if you had the other option. No, I got to say, some of these clubs now in legal states, you know, when I show up, there's weed in the green room and I don't even have to, because I always, anytime I play a club that I haven't played before, my first question when I get there is, can I smoke in the green room? Yeah. Because some just don't want that and I don't, you know, I can't say well, tough. I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's not my personality. Yeah. And usually I, I like the outdoors, you know, I don't mind going outside to smoke. Yeah. I, I like both. If it's cold though, 
it can ruin smoking weed for me. Oh, it sucks because I could when it's really cold, um, the cold sobers me up. So yeah. I can't get and maintain a high because I'm just the cold just is making me. That's how me I am. I feel like so I can't alert. get high when I'm so cold. You can't be high and shivering at no. the same time. They're it not like ruins they're it not compatible. Sure. Yeah, no. And one doesn't not. help the other. It's just it's stupid. What <laughs> how do you find that weed helps you? I'd say just general overall life demeanor. You know, it's like a life hack that just <laughs> everything is much more pleasant. Like, yeah. cause I get annoyed by things pretty easily as a, as a person with, you know, inherited high blood pressure. And then also someone who does comedy for a living because <laughs> every, everything that's annoying that happens to you, if you just take a beat and think about it, it yeah. might be a good joke, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> but in the moment you just get, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very, I, I've got a lot of potential for road rage or, or now like, uh, I don't even know what to call it, but I'm in the back seat with someone else driving and I'm mad because they're, you know, doing something that I don't like, you know, I have really bad reactions. <laughs> I've realized. And <laughs> It's true. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm going back to therapy for it. Like I think it's a blessing and a curse, especially as comedians. Like it's our immediate response to want to react to something. Like, yeah, and in a way that's inappropriate, and mm -hmm. that's what's funny about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I think, exactly. Like it's a blessing and a curse, you know. And I'm just learn. I, I really want to get better at channeling it for myself. Yeah, because sarcasm just comes off as complete dick if you're not careful. Yeah. Well, people sometimes <laughs> say they don't know how to read me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, can you really, you know, and it's just like, well, I don't know. I I feel like I can look, we can, it's like our blessing and curse. You know, I wouldn't have it any other way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but it's definitely, I think weed makes me pause <laughs> and kind well, of I think chill. if I'm high, I'm more likely to have resting, a resting smile on my face. Yeah, than, resting stone face. Than um, sitting there like my, my just regular face when I'm not feeling any emotions, people think I'm mad at them. Too, too I have that same face. If I'm not smiling, people think yeah. I'm really mad, which yeah, like, I think they're so right. mad about? I'm just like, well, no, well, here's a maybe list. not mad. I'm probably bored or something, yeah. but not. Or Not stoned. necessarily mad because I definitely I hope my eyebrows will go up a little bit when I'm mad. Like yeah. I would look mad. Yeah, I, I would hope. Yeah, I have to like look in the mirror sometimes, and I'm like, "What is this face? What is this? Is this my stoned face?" Um, yeah, no, I. Uh, what way haven't we smoked weed yet? I don't know, but is that this isn't the normal format for this show? Is it that you just smoke as many different things as you can? Well, Honestly, like I haven't put up any video for the show and there isn't really like any format I've been doing. I've just been having guests and like kind of just talking to them about weed and like how it helps them. And yeah. So it is, it does have that focus at least. Yeah. It's called chronic relief. Yeah. So how does it help you? For me? No, I'm saying that's what you're asking everybody. Well, yeah. I kind of like asked them that. And, uh, it's kind of like mental illness, happy hour, but with weed. <laughs> yeah, mental illness. yeah, exactly. Like it's for people whose, um, boyfriends probably listen to Joe Rogan and <laughs> this is something for their girlfriends, <laughs> you know? Um, I don't know, but yeah, like that's like, yeah, you know, I don't really have like a format. Is that bad? 
No, I mean, as long as you, because what I was wondering about is how do you know, how do you uh, not like repeat yourself or forget what we've talked about so far? Um, well, normally I'm not as high. Right. Because normally you just, this is special that we're smoking. In no, no, no. The normally studio, I smoke before. Like outside. Yeah. I'm definitely high. But normally I'm not smoking during, but I wanted to get really high. Yeah. You. Yeah. As it go, doing it as you go is, is that's another challenge because yeah. that's what the thing about stand up is since you can't, <laughs> you, you know, I mean, you can get pretty close to the stage in some venues and still be smoking before you go on. But, yeah. you know, most places there's that distance and then there's just while you're on stage. I was doing so your high act, during you your show up. the other day. Like I was almost as high as I was when I was in Denver this weekend because normally I don't dab before I go on stage. But I was like, for Doug, I do it. Oh, you so you did. That was a, a rare dabbed stand up appearance. Yeah. Interesting. Mm hmm. Like I'll smoke. Well, like with Felipe, because he smokes before he goes on stage. Uh -huh. We chief like blunts, joints, whatever, but like not dabs before. Yeah. Um, But yeah. I was like, I'm going to challenge myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, dabs is why I have a roadmap in my pocket at all times. Like I have That's jokes smart. in my pocket so I can just pull them out. And it's funny. I see more and more people doing different bits and you, for different reasons, pulling their phones out. What do you think about that? I, I still feel like the audience is tense during it. Like we're watching yeah. somebody read from their phone. Cause I used to do lots of stuff with tweets where I'd read tweets from the audience. And I uh, love that though. It's fun, but it's also like there's a, there's it can just easily be too much of it. Like I I really like doing like long parts of my show would be fucking around with Twitter, and um, I, I there's just a certain amount of tension in the room for people who just don't want to watch somebody look at their phone. Yeah, even like in roast battles and stuff, when people pull out their phone and read from that, like I'm that. just like, why not just jot it down on a piece right. of paper or on your skin? You, you know, because that's always fun. Not distracting. It's well. It's just a prop that doesn't. It takes. It's away. just like nobody likes to watch someone look at their phone, and that's yeah. what we do in in all of our relationships. Yeah. No matter how close you are to somebody, you still spend a, a part of the time you're with them watching them look at their phone. So true. You know, and it doesn't feel. You're you like know, the other. It in doesn't the relationship. feel like like you're part of humanity. It just feels like we're all just in a simulation. Yeah, we're all in the matrix. I think that's real, <laughs> for sure. But I also love it. I mean, I, I love being able to look at my phone, you know, like I feel like, holy shit, how did couples ever used to be able to just be around each other for hours and hours? I don't think they did. You I know? think men went to war. <laughs> yeah. Or, or but you know what I mean, or they each read a different book or something, <laughs> but you know what I mean? They got mentally got away from each other the way we do now on our phones. Yeah. But how, yeah. Did they do that? They tried to, but that's what I mean. It's like, it was harder to. Like it's easier to escape now, but you're also escaping into hell. You're escaping yeah. into a hellscape. But if if you like, you know, if there's parts of it you like, then it's worth it. You know, I still yeah. still haven't dropped it. Here's what I think is really funny is the um how mad people are. I retweeted the thing you said, R.I.P. Uh, reply reply guys. guys. Yeah. Because cause even though I'm a dude, I totally have reply guys. Yeah. You know, like you don't have to be a lady comic, but it, it, it's yeah. Certain, reply guys are real. I you call, definitely have them if you're a I lady comic. I also call comic. them fan mails. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, I retweeted that because I Thank just you. wanted to start getting the message out there because I already see the reaction to them making it so that you can uh, not get comments on your tweets. How do you feel uh, about that? I love it. I know because you you <laughs> take you turn the comment settings off. I turn them off on Instagram. Does that you mean you can't you can turn them off on Twitter? Does that mean you can see people reply to you still? We just can't see what other people's. How does it work? It's confusing. Okay. I think the tweet still, like if you mute somebody, you just don't see it. it no, I'm it still talking about exists. on Instagram. Oh, on Instagram? Yeah. If someone... Uh, if you turn off the comments, Then they means- can't comment unless they follow, unless you follow them. Oh. So like you and a hundred or so other people right, can right, comment right. on my Instagram, but nobody else can. So as a result, my comments so are positive. one or two people will comment. Every once in a while, most of my photos are comment free. And I love it because it's it, a lot of times it's a photo and a joke and it doesn't need to be any more than that. Or it's a photo of me with some famous right. person. I don't need to hear, have reply guys. I don't need to hear everybody's take on it. It's reply guys. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Can you imagine if you're preparing your stand up act? If you're like, I just thought of a joke, right? Write it down. Now I got to hear what 15 or 20 people hear about it immediately. Yeah. And hear all their takes on it. I get that. Hear all, all the time. their tags, <laughs> tags they want to put on it. You know what I mean? I get it all the time. I just want to save it for the club. I just want to yeah. go on stage and say it. See what else I think to say about it. You know, I don't yeah. want all that input from everybody. So, like, if I tweet something that I really like, I just won't even look at the comments on that tweet. That's smart. You know, and sometimes even just delete it and just put it right into the act because also people are just naturally weirdly offended by if they recognize something from your Twitter. Like you can't say stuff from your Twitter. Really? In your stage act. Why? But those are people that are like following you on Twitter and mad that like that 30 seconds could have been some other joke that they didn't know already. Is that real? People are really into not wanting to hear the same jokes ever again. And I think that's part of what used to be fun about comedy for me is audience members would like hearing you know, in some cases, they still do. Pe- people still scream out, do the machine bit to Burt Kreischer. Yeah, I hear it every that's time. that's a long ass bit. Yeah. You know, and he and he does it most times they ask. Um, so I'm grateful I don't have any of those. But I, do have, <laughs> but I do have short bits that are evergreen that I enjoy doing and that the audience laughs at. Yeah. Because most of the audience aren't Doug Benson scholars that have listened to every recorded word that I've put out there on like, you know, 10 plus albums. Yeah. You know, so it's crazy. It's uh, but, but it's also the people you hear from them are kind of like just the loud minority, you know, like yeah. you got to also stop and think, well, this isn't a lot of people aren't feeling this. I love, I love that you have different types of fans. Like I love your fans, but your fans, like your Doug loves movies fans. Mm-hmm. I love what you've done with Doug loves movies and how you've created this whole culture within, in in Doug loves movies of the games and the posters and like, just yeah, it's like, like, it's a little so ner- cool. It's a little nerdy club. I love it. <laughs> I think it's so cool. Like legendary. Um, you're the first one to do it. I mean, it's like, I, I don't know. I think it's, I, even though I'm so bad at it and I take on, I take pride with that, <laughs> but like, I want you to know, I watch movies. It just may not be like, I just, I just high all the time. <laughs> like who has all the information to store movies, you know? I mean, you do, but I don't. It doesn't store like that yeah, for but me. There I'm a must visual. be something that you know a lot totally, about. Totally, totally, totally. Probably but, weed. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I've, can I just know a little about a lot of things and not a lot about a little things? 
you can know whatever, you know, whatever you know? gets you through, you know, that's the, that's the bottom line is you just, uh, everybody like, cause I look at people that have jobs that like take no thought whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I think about how, how nightmarish that would be yeah. to do that. But I also feel like, some people just they're mentally they're just uh you know yeah somehow they're all right with it you know well, and 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 sit around thinking god can i, I can't imagine it'd be like where you don't get paid unless you come up with another idea right <laughs> you know that sounds That's terrifying to people yeah you know well i mean what was your favorite movie this year jojo rabbit i didn't watch that you will like it. Okay, I will now watch it. It is good. Yeah. Yeah. What's coming up next for Doug? Like, what do you what do you have any show dates or like any uh, constant you want show to promote? Dates. How soon do you put this out there? I mean, I was gonna put it out like soon, like tonight. I mean, tomorrow. Todd could have it up ASAP. Oh, Todd. Um, Tuesday, Jan fourteen. Doug Loves Movies at its original home where we still do it twice a month on the uh, second and fourth Tuesday of every month uh, at the UCB Theater, Franklin Avenue location, you have to say, because there's two of them in LA now. There are. Yeah. No, and, I, I, there are. Yeah. <laughs> that's the next one. So that's uh, January 14th. And then uh, I'm very excited about bringing Doug Loves Movies back to San Antonio. Woot woot. On February 1st, the day before the Super Bowl, also at 420, Craig Robinson's going to be there that weekend, so I'm hoping to get him. That's what I do is I just sort of show up on a weekend when a, 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 you know, big famous headliner that I, you know, who actually knows me, who I am, (laughs) uh, is playing. And then I just, you know, really hope that uh, I can make him make it work so they come on the show. But if they don't come on the show. There's still that pre-show excitement because okay. people, a lot of my fans just assume that I'm going to get that. Person. <laughs> I love it. Either you know way. what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> I love it. Like the other day I did a show in Brea. And, With uh, Wine Chink? <laughs> yeah. Shout out. And, um, and Bob Saget was the headliner later that night. And people know that I know Bob. So I think a lot of people were like, oh, Bob will probably be on Doug Loves Movies. And then he he wasn't, of course. Damn. But I stuck around. It was still a full house. I stuck around and watched. Yeah, I watched. <laughs> I watched Bob's show, and I, I had a fun time watching. Uh, That's fun. People love him. People love him. Yeah, he's America's dad. They're so America's pervy dad. Yeah, they're so into him, and they don't care what he That's says. That's Amer- America's dad is perverted. Hello, season two, R. Kelly, season two. <laughs> And and Bob Saget is not a he doesn't like shut it down when he's off stage. It is it is all the time with yeah. the jokes. I remember the first time I saw Bob Saget do stand up and I was like, wow, like you're different than when I, <laughs> than when I it was like honestly kind of like my Santa Claus moment, like realizing <laughs> Santa wasn't real. Yeah, yeah. But like I didn't feel I wasn't upset about it, but like I was a changed person. <laughs> it's playful, dirty. It's not like yeah. sleazy, dirty. So like, yeah, you know, and he's always doubling back on everything that he's yeah. saying, you know, and sort of like, you know, in classic, like Don Rickles form, like sort yeah. of apologize as you go. I still loved it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, that's what I mean. I think it's real. I think it's a real soft transition Yeah, for the fans because it is so like, 
you know, it's you're starting to like, you know, hearing some dirty comedy. Yeah. So might as well be him. Right. I should hear from my dad. You know, and he should be out there getting that out of his system instead right. of like Bill Cosby's exactly. acting you know all what? wholesome of and all going over and raping dads, people. Exactly. <laughs> I should let it be Bob Saget. The TV you know? dads that are the most <laughs> hourly creepy are the ones that are probably just getting it out of their system. You're right. Thank in, God in public for him. So. Although all of them, everybody just projects now. Like there's so yeah. much. If somebody's a politician or a celebrity, whatever they're maddest about is the thing that they're going to go home and do. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So be careful what you tweet. Yeah. <laughs> well, where do you want to tell Thanks for getting where- me several types of high. Seven kinds. Douglovesmovies.com is where all my uh, dates live and links to things like merch and, yeah, uh, you know, uh, individual episodes of things that you can pay for. Yep. Very cool. Yeah. Well, it's all there. Doug Loves Movies. Well, thanks, Doug. You're the best. Dot com. Thank you for having me on. Of course. Chronic Relief. <laughs> thanks for saying What's it. your closing line? What do you say at the end? Uh, Nothing. What do you mean? You just let it end? Well, I just say, oh, I get what you're saying. Like, <laughs> thanks for reminding me I have an outro. Yeah. Um, I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> so basically, uh, this has been uh, another episode of Chronic Relief. Thanks for again so much for coming on. Uh, Doug, so I can't even outro. Uh, well, I'm gonna I'll probably do that again. I don't even know if they're back there. They're probably upstairs. Oh, they're back there. Okay. <laughs> Listen, that is I think weird we should... that it's a kind of a one way mirror. <laughs> they can Doesn't see us, and like we can't lies. see them. It's like a true. I feel like they should come on and like ask us questions, interrogate see, us. That's a thing from a movie that you remember. This is the true lies light. Yeah. It's a good movie reference. Yeah. I forgot there's one right there in there. They're surrounding so high. Well, anyways, I'm going to try. But what's your closing line? Like, also the Vista baby? Oh, no, no. (laughs) Oh, wait. Also, I can't forget that this episode was sponsored by Kush Queen, which I know you got their bath bombs before, and I'll have to get you. Yeah, I'd love some more of those. Um, And uh, yeah, thanks so much, guys. Follow me at Wolfie Memes, at Wolfie Comedy at chronic relief pod and yeah stay high (laughs) (laughs) that's it bye stay high